Welcome to the She's Marked Podcast. I'm Hannah, and I'm honored to be your host along this journey to stronger faith, holiness, emotional restoration and healing, and deliverance for the millennial woman. Join me as we press toward unpacking the heavy luggage of our hearts in pursuit of a life that is distinct, set apart, and built on the practical foundation of God's truth. She is walking in power. She is walking in freedom. Without a doubt, all will know that she's marked. We are back with episode 002, Laying Foundations. Ladies, happy December. I hope that everyone is doing fine as we prepare to end this year. Can you all believe that 2019 is over? I've No, in fact, can you all believe that the decade is over? I remember at the turn of the millennium, hearing and imagining the year 2020, and it seemed like it was so bizarre. Like, I think there were talks about there being flying cars by that time. And while there are no flying cars, to my knowledge, I think that the boom in technology and the capabilities that have happened in the past two decades alone are absolutely mind-blowing. There's almost really nothing that isn't possible with technology in terms of communications um, now. So I can only imagine if the Lord tarries what it's going to look like in the next 10 years. It's kind of almost scary. So anyways, we are back today with laying foundations. I want to go ahead and give some disclaimers. Um, I have a fire alarm in my house that is beeping and it isn't as simple as just changing the batteries. It's actually one that is wired through the house. Um, So I always thought that those were powered by electricity, but it's beeping. So I don't know what's going on. So I apologize in advance for the beeping. See, there it is. I know you guys just heard it. I want to apologize for the beeping that you all are going to hear throughout this episode. Today, we're going to be talking about laying foundations. So one of my heart's desire and ministry is to really tackle the issues of the heart, the issues pertaining to our emotions, those emotional wounds um, that really, really pain us and can be really, really difficult to come out from under. My focus in ministry is also on deliverance and understanding spiritual warfare and um understanding what is happening uh, spiritually, a lot of spiritual roots of the many issues and strongholds that we face. But before we can get into the good stuff, right, before we can start talking about those heavier issues, those weightier issues of our hearts, it is going to be critical, very, very critical to lay a foundation, So today we're going to be talking about the four foundations that I believe are necessary in the journey toward emotional healing and deliverance. Had I had this foundation, a solid understanding of it, I may not have went on living under so much pain and weight for so many years. Now, this list is not all inclusive, but it does consist of some of the foundations that have played a crucial role in my own personal journey. Over time, we will begin talking more about my personal deliverance. And when I reference that personal deliverance, I'm talking about a specific supernatural encounter 
that I had that I had exactly a year ago in December of 2018. I referenced that particular instance, but I do realize that there were more subtle moments in my life where I was being delivered little by little. In fact, the concept of little by little and building upon each small moment of moment of progress is exactly where I'm going in this episode today. For many, many years, I suffered with depression and I was just recently doing some research on depression and I'll reference the sites that I checked in the show notes and I learned a couple statistics about depression. So one, was that women are twice as likely as men to have had a depressive episode. And the second was that over 300 million people worldwide, so this is outside of just our country, the United States, but more than 300 million people worldwide suffer with depression. And I I honestly would venture to say that that number is much bigger. I don't think there is an accurate way to truly measure the number of people who suffer with depression or have had depressive episodes. And even if there was a way to account for every single person, not everybody is going to be open to being uh, transparent with that struggle. Um, depression is is still looked at as a weakness. It's looked at as a failure. And I'm not saying that in any way to glorify depression, um, but I am saying that oftentimes we don't share because we don't want to be looked at a certain way. Also, Emotional struggles are not just limited to depression. Um, Emotional struggles really, really have a variety of ways that they manifest and a variety of struggles that they present to us. But anyways, before we can get to talking about those things and dissecting those things, it's going to be important to have an understanding of the foundations that I'm going to be sharing that I feel are important. Another thing that it's going to be important to understand is that it can be very hard to grasp and digest a godly foundation when we are cemented deeply in our condition. Many times when we're dealing with emotional pain, there is a lot of buildup and that buildup almost always contains fear. It is that fear that makes us guarded and cemented. Now, what do I mean by cemented? Well, think of actual cement. As it's poured, it's soft and pliable, but once it dries, it becomes hard, immovable, and set in place. So our emotional wounds govern how we engage and interact in relationships with others. It guides how much we give or don't give, how much we love or don't love, how vulnerable we are, right? So understand that the place that you may be in right now could very well prevent you from understanding a godly perspective on deliverance, especially when it comes to emotional wounds. I think that's the first reality check that we have to be conscious of is that, okay, the way that I'm seeing this situation, the way that I'm viewing the world is not how God is seeing this situation. It is most likely how God is not seeing this. There, There is a, a different way that God is looking at this thing, but it might be hard for me to realize that because I'm living in this pain, because I don't know how else to function. I don't know how else to operate. So that's a reality check that I thought would be important to cover. 
So anyways, this is going to be more than just shifting our thinking. This is more than thinking happy thoughts. This goes beyond self-care and positive self-talk. This is much more than self-preservation. You have all these survival systems in place. Excuse me. You can have all those survival systems in place and have no foundation at all. So before we even attempt to address our wounds, it's important to know exactly what it is that we're working with. Truth is the basis for being set free. As I mentioned in earlier episodes, I have a background in psychology. My undergraduate degree was in psychology. And just recently, uh, I want to say it was between 2017 and 2018, I was pursuing graduate certificates in positive psychology and in cognitive behavioral therapy. And one, I have always naturally been interested in psychology, but two, because of the own because of my own depression that I was living through, I was constantly in search of relief, constantly in search of ways to cope and understanding the human mind and human behavior and human functioning and, and understanding better ways to visualize and deal. And I don't necessarily want to go on a rant of knocking those things, but I I had to I had to undergo a reality check that one, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, right? So in order to fight the deep things that were going on, I had to realize that one, it was just not things that were going on in the flesh. There was something spiritual going on, but two, I would not be able to fight that in a carnal way. You cannot fight spiritual battles with the flesh, you're not going to win. It's just not going to work. I didn't realize that a lot of the emotional pain and trauma and challenges and obstacles that I was going through were so spiritually rooted. Now, I grew up in the church and I've certainly heard of spiritual warfare. I was not new to the term. In fact, I was not new to um, even seeing people being delivered. But I didn't realize that this particular aspect of life, the the emotions and things like that, I didn't realize how much of a stake the enemy had even in that. I would think that um, anything that had to do with spiritual strongholds, those things were tied to much heavier um, issues. I didn't realize that something like depression or self-pity or fear um, were really targets and weapons that the enemy uses to keep people bound. I hope that makes sense. Anyways, um, the first thing is going to be in realizing that there is more than what we can see with our eyes. There is a spiritual world out there. There are There is spiritual warfare that is at play. In Ephesians 6, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the enemy. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Right. So our fight is not against flesh and blood. Now, the enemy works through flesh and blood, meaning other humans. The enemy can work through anybody who avails themselves. Um, but the the root of what is happening is 
orchestrated and cooked up by the enemy himself. So let's get right to the four things, the four foundations that I think are going to be critical in this journey toward understanding spiritual warfare and even our emotional warfare. Um, I have papers in front of me, so you all are going to hear me flipping through these things. Okay, so the first thing is going to be understanding God's nature, understanding who God is. That's going to be critical Two, understanding who we are. Three, understanding who the enemy is and four, understanding who our battle is against and what our battle is against. I wish that I had this laid out for me during the 10 plus years that I struggled so tremendously with emotional wounding. Some of the issues that I, I uh, suffered through greatly were rejection depression, self-pity, um, fear, pride. Um, and pride is really an interesting thing. I, I want to talk about that more in depth as we go on, because a lot of times when we, well, first I want to say that pride is deceptive, right? Because a lot of times when you hear of pride, the first thing that comes to your mind is ego, ego tripping, right? We, you think you're better. You think you're the, the best. You have this inflated sense of self and your abilities and your strengths. Yes, those are all forms of pride, but there are other ways that pride operates in our lives. Pride causes us to be very guarded. Um, and you may say, well, I'm guarded in, in an effort to protect myself. Um, pride is people pleasing. That was definitely one of the ways that pride operated in my life. So in people pleasing, I ended up becoming very compromising because I was so afraid to speak up or stand my ground. I was afraid of the backlash. I was afraid of not being valued or liked or appreciated. Uh, I was afraid of confrontation. Um, so pride was operating mostly in a, a people pleasing way in my life. Rebellion is also pride. Pride operates in a lot of interesting ways. Um, so it can be very deceptive because at first glance, if you're not a very boastful or flamboyant person or you have those types of personalities, you may say, well, pride isn't a thing for me. But ha 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 ha. <laughs> Deception is deceptive. I actually got that phrase from a book that I'm reading entitled The Seduction of Christianity. Deception is deceptive. And that's what's so tricky about it. That's what's going to make it so important as we go on in our journey with the Lord to be able to walk in the spirit. Because if we are walking in the flesh, if we're going about life according to our own standards, our own persuasions, our own measures and definitions, we're going to be missing the mark because we're not we're not operating in the spirit of God. We have to understand and, and we'll touch on this more when we talk about the nature of God. We have to understand that God is sovereign, that he's holy and that he's not fair. He is just right. A lot of times we we look for God to be fair according to human standards of fairness. But God is just he's much much, much, much more just than any human on earth could ever be, has ever been, or will ever be. And so therefore, the way that he sees and the way that he judges and the way that he determines things are going to be so much more pure and accurate than anything that we could do in our own strength. So it's going to be critical to be able to walk in the spirit so that we can even detect and discern 
And by discern, I mean understand more than what is being presented to us. We're able to discern or uh, read between the lines, I think would be the right phrase for it. Read between the lines or what? See under the radar what is really going on. We're able to better discern those areas in our lives in which we may be being deceived. So we're right at about 16 minutes. I think what's going to be best is for us to break this episode into series. So we may spend the next three episodes touching on this because each of these four foundations, I believe, are so meaty. And as I was saying earlier, I wish that this was broken down to me this way as I spent so many years trying to grasp for air, looking for relief, looking for release, looking for a break, trying to catch a break with the cloud and weight of heaviness that I was under for so long. I didn't fully understand who I was. I didn't understand my identity, right? I had parts of my identity that I drew from what other people told me and what I gathered based on my experiences. Two, I didn't understand who God is. And I want to make something very clear with us just being mere mortals, with us being flesh and blood ourselves, no one will be able to ever fully comprehend the depth and the width of who God Almighty is. However, the more that you walk with the Lord, the more you begin to understand him. And he is so gracious that he allows you to uncover more and more of who he is as you grow with him, right? So I think that we could put together all the uh, commentary and study and research that has taken place and teachings that has taken place since the beginning of time. And still it would never even scratch the surface of the totality of who God is. So when I touch on that particular piece, I'm just going to be touching based on revelations that have been given to me and things that I've actually studied from God's word about who God is and what he tells us about his nature and who he is in his word. Um, The next thing I didn't understand fully. And again, I don't think there's any way to fully encapsulate uh, who Satan is. But again, in God's word, we are told very specific things about Satan and his strategies. And then we get that discernment and that wisdom that is given to us by the Holy Spirit and really understanding and being sober minded when it comes to the enemy. And then four, understanding again who our battle is against. For many years, I thought that my battle was against people, people being my husband, people being uh, my friends or my associates or my so-called friends, people being my colleagues, people being my family, people that I had issues and run-ins with, people who wounded me, my dad. Uh, My dad wasn't a part of my life. I was a fatherless daughter growing up. And a a huge source of my rejection came from the absence of my father, um, you know, not being there in my life. So that abandonment, that neglect, you know, I was angry with him um, and so many other people. So for a long time in my life, my focus became showing them. I'm going to show them. I'm going to, I'm a, you know, I'm a floss on them. I'm a stunt on them. I'm a, I'm a do twirls around them. I'm a stretch on them. You get what I'm saying? Um, excuse me, I'm over here coughing on you guys. I'm sorry. But anyways, I had something to prove to people. And I know you guys can relate to me. So I was just fighting the wrong battle. I was fighting the wrong way. And I was, as a result, I was losing even more. Yeah. I made, I made progress in certain 
aspects on a very natural human level, I was making strides, but inside I was still dying. Spiritually, I was definitely dead. I was lukewarm. I needed I needed spiritual CPR. I needed to be resuscitated, right? So I think that it's going to be critical for those of you who are at the beginning of this journey to know straight up off the bat before we can before we can start to talk about uh, those issues and before we can start talking about relief you're going to have to understand some critical foundations. And then another thing in speaking about the topic of relief, when I was pursuing my education and when I was pursuing my certificates and when I was looking to human science for relief, I didn't realize that one, what I needed was deliverance. Right. Because those things in my life, they were operating as band-aids, but there was still an infection that was very, very much happening under the surface with deliverance and with the blood and power of Jesus Christ, with the living God. You don't get relief. You get something that's so much more profound than relief. So my aim, my heart's desire is not to just give you more coping mechanisms, not to just give you more steps of how you can think better, but to give you something that comes from one source, one undeniable source that will eradicate, eradicate, not put a bandaid on or give relief because relief is, is temporary, right? I think of relief when I have a headache and I'm taking some pills and I know that in four hours, guess what? That ache is coming back, but I'm talking about eradication. There is a, such a profound difference, such a profound difference. Another thing I think would be a good reality check is that it does not mean that if you are delivered or if you strengthen your relationship with the Lord that you're not going to have trials. It would be very foolish to think that the word of God itself tells us that in our walk with the Lord, not only do we take part in his life, but we take part in his suffering. It says that we're not going to attain, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it says that we're not going to attain the kingdom of heaven without much trial and suffering. So it would be very unwise of us to think that somehow because we are Christians or because we are walking even closely with the Lord, that now every form of pain is going to be behind us. We're going to be untouchable. That is just ignorance. And we have to be realistic. We have to be truthful. The word says that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And I think that that applies in a couple different ways. The truth will set you free in terms of strongholds. And I believe that the truth will continue to set you free when you allow the Lord to give you reality checks, his reality checks on what life is really all about. The eradication that the Lord has given me, especially over the past year, since my personal deliverance that took place in December of 2018, um, the Lord has shown me an elevated way, an elevated perspective that even when I have still gone through valleys in the past year, when I have still faced tremendous trials in the past year, me being able to focus on his glory, me being able to focus on worshiping him and taking my focus off of the flames and the fire that is around me, that has eradicated 
the tendency toward depression and oppression and ongoing agony and suffering. Again, I'm not saying that this is a a one way ticket cookie cutter method that's going to work so cleanly every time. Sometimes we will find ourselves in valleys that are very low, even when we walk closely with the Lord. But as a, a as a believer, as a Christian, we are powered differently. Our hope comes from a different place. We there's there's a joy that's working under the surface. Um, there's another scripture. I can't think of it off the top of my head or I can't think of where it comes from, but it says Even though day by day our flesh is dying, our spirit is being renewed. It's being strengthened day by day, right? There's another verse. I know it's in the book of Job that says, though he slay me, yet I will trust him. There is this, it's not even confidence. I think the human term would be confidence, but this is beyond confidence. It is such a grace. It is such an elevation. Um, It is such a tremendous victory, that we receive when we are set free by Jesus Christ. It is eradication. It is not relief and coping. So with that, I am going to cap it here for today. We are going to come back after the new year and continue this series with part two of Laying Foundations. Listen, we have maybe a week or so left in 2019. I want to encourage those of you who are feeling low in spirit, thinking that this situation will never come to pass, that this is the token or or, or what you have to endure for life. That is a lie of the enemy. God is able and once you get in alignment with him and you learn to trust him and understand who your father is, he is going to make it happen for you. I can guarantee that because with man, things are impossible. But with our God, all things, all things are possible. With men, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So let me pray for you before we leave this show today. Father, I just thank you for truth. May freedom be our portion in this new year and this new decade. May the bondage and weight of sin and lies be broken off of your daughters. May all who are prisoners to emotional pain and mental turmoil be set free in the name of Jesus Christ. Open eyes to see and ears to hear your truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ladies, until next time, Happy New Year. That's it for today, but the journey continues. Visit she'smarked.com for more episodes and to check out the Marked Life blog. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, tell a friend, and share. Remember, the word tells us that many are called, but few are chosen. As you go through this week, remember to walk as children of light.